Welcome back to Bootability, a weekly interview series about the amazing ability people have to change our lives and the world if we're brave enough to tap into it. I'm your host, Jihi Jolly. So today we're talking about being new parents, which is a topic that has been requested by many listeners. I interviewed two friends who live in New York City, Savani and Piper, college sweethearts from India who moved to New York in their 20s and just had their first child, Madhav, in September 2019, just six months before the pandemic began. They've had to navigate a lot in the last 17 months, not only grappling with a new identity and sense of responsibility, but also navigating COVID and some unexpected health challenges that Madhav was born with. We'll cover a lot on this one, with great Buddhist advice, especially if you are a new parent or thinking of becoming one, because as you'll see, the journey can begin long before you become a parent. My key takeaway was that chanting Nam-myoho-renge-kyo is a way to build emotional and spiritual muscle to take on anything life throws your way. You can check the show notes for timestamps on all the topics we'll cover today, which include deciding to become parents, how your life changes, facing unexpected challenges, and an amazing analogy for what it looks like to build belief in your life over time. So first of all, thank you both so much for taking the time to speak for Bootability. Um, why don't we just have you guys introduce yourselves? So I, um, I'll start with Savani and then Piper, you can go next. Just tell me your name, um, how old you are, where are you calling from, anything about you. This age question trips me up these days, but <laughs> I somehow can't calculate. I feel like the last year doesn't count somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, my name is Savani and I'm uh, 32 years old. I'm from India, currently uh, in New York, working in building energy efficiency and uh, yeah, mother of a 16, almost 17 month old you know, doing life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And how about you, Piper? Uh, my name is Aditya. I go by Piper. I'm 33 years old, uh, husband to Savani and uh, father of uh, the same 16-year-old son uh, that Savani was talking about. Been in New York for the last, well, it's been 11 years now. Yeah. You just <laughs> you just said that he's 16 years <laughs> 16-year-old? You said 16-year-old? Fun. Are you ready? This is going to be a long one. Uh, Just context for listeners, we're speaking at nearly 9 p.m. on a Saturday night because these two have a young child sleeping in the other room and this is the only time they can talk. So I think that in and of itself... Uh, explains a lot of what we're going to talk about. But why don't we start at the beginning? Can I just ask each of you for like the brief version of how um, and why you started chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo? And maybe I'll start with you, Piper, because chronologically, I think that came first. Yeah. So funny enough, uh, uh, I got introduced to chanting uh, a couple of months before I was going to come to the States. Uh, and my my aunt, that is my mom's younger sister, she basically introduced me 
to chanting and said that hey you're going to be so far away from your family please try chanting and uh, i've just been very close to her all my life so her telling me to try out something i just took it at face value and you know never really uh, doubted or anything so yeah i mean i i distinctly remember when i came to new york namya horenge ke whenever i had chanted it uh, had felt given me some sense of calm and slowly and slowly you know obviously uh, started school he grad school here went through the you know all the challenges that a student faces new country new culture new people uh, used to find myself just chanting in my dorm room uh, but yeah over time you know obviously have been able to like uh, overcome and challenge a lot of things in life through chanting so i've really seen it work but you know was pretty much in the beginning hey this is something that allows me to feel some kind of peace and something that i can focus on as i am you know uh, coming up against challenging things be it uh, exams being it, uh, looking for an internship be it looking for a job that would span sponsor my visa uh, so very practical tool that i've been able to apply uh, as i was going through all of these things mm. awesome thank you for sharing and um savani how did you how and why did you start uh i started actually like doing it uh when like after grad school i had just terrible luck finding luck slash i wasn't making enough efforts probably but finding a job mm-hmm. uh and then somehow stumbled into a job that i had no interest doing and essentially found myself in a very kind of lots of dark thoughts lots of depressing thoughts face mm. and uh aditya had talked to me about the practice before and every time before i'd been like yeah good for you dude uh but uh at this point i was like this is getting out of hand i need to do something about how i'm feeling and there's no harm trying and slowly like nothing particularly changed in terms of the circumstances but i slowly started feeling more hopeful and less burdened by the circumstance and mm. and from that point i knew it worked so yeah i see okay so um you recently had your first child a boy so um can you just tell us the story of even before he arrived on this planet um kind of how did you approach the decision to to start a family where were you each at in terms of it you know mentally emotionally was it planned was it unplanned um just so we can kind of set the scene for people who might be in a similar position right now mhm i guess we never really um uh, discussed whether we want to have kids or not because that was implicit maybe that's because of just the background that we come from right uh, it was always like yes we're going to have kids some point in future uh and we'd been together for a long time right so like we we take each other for granted and what not like in my head i'm like yeah like at some point whenever we feel ready uh and looking back in hindsight it's much easier for guys to say yeah like let's start a family right because like uh you don't have to do anything um so for me i think you know i think four or five years into our marriage like 
I started like telling Savni, hey, like you know, won't it be cool to like have your own kin? Like, but I always felt like Savni uh, was a little bit more hesitant, uh, because I know like at that time I didn't, but now I totally get it. Yeah, no, I I think I always knew I wanted children, but kind of it was really scary for me, like the whole idea of taking on that responsibility about doing a good job at it about life changing a whole 180 degrees and i had seen this in like in friends in cousin sisters who suddenly did not have any time to spend with me mm. and like even as a young uh like a little sister being like you don't hang out with me anymore and that like i knew that was going to be a reality so i really wanted to get there confident that i would be able to take this responsibility on but also confident that i will not have any regrets uh i won't blame my children for any kind of missed opportunities in my life mm-hmm. uh career wise or otherwise uh and i really wanted to like myself be in a place where i was confident that this is time and it definitely took like way more time than him to get there uh i had to really like kind of face that nagging question of will i be able to do a good job at this and kind of came at yeah this is this is the next step i feel ready i feel like if i apply myself uh and if we work together this is very much going to be a wonderful chapter in our life Wow. I appreciate everything that you just said because I can relate so much. I you know, yeah, it's so easy I think for people to be like, "Yeah, I'll have a kid." I don't have a kid yet, but the kind of the intent to be intentional, I think is so important and it's also quite aligned with Buddhism. Not to say that like there's anything wrong with not planning to have a kid, but to to put your whole heart into knowing that you're going to do your best is like the Buddhist attitude toward literally everything. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. why not also yeah. parenting, you know? Um so can I just ask a little bit about the the story just so we can have a timeline. So he's now almost 17 months old. Um so 17 months ago was what 2019. Mhm. September 2019. Wow. So yeah, so why don't we I mean I don't want to like ask you any details that you don't want to share. So please only share what you're comfortable with, but um when you found like when did you find out you were pregnant and then uh you know when he was born, how was it? it was it was not a horrible pregnancy by any means i uh that said like there were challenges i had like gestational diabetes and all kinds of like little complications through the way uh and yeah he just like the birth was far more emotional than i had anticipated i'm not the most like emotional i don't cry at goodbyes i'm not that person but with this like i'm sure the hormones were at peak levels but i was very like i felt emotions i felt love i think deeper than i thought i was capable of feeling and yeah it was a very intense experience and even now i can like just stare at him at some points and be moved to tears it's a whole part of my life that has been unlocked i think so i still pretty vividly 
remember when Savani told me, hey, like I just took the test and whatnot. And I think I was at a, a random grocery store uh, pretty late in the night coming home. And then I was like, oh, wow, like what should I get her? Like this isn't like, and I, I remember like getting like random uh <laughs> like a bottle of green tea a bottle something. of sweetened green tea and like uh, snacky desserts that we would never eat but like I, I didn't know what to do I was just like super excited uh, and yeah I mean you know excitement built up and uh, when uh, he was born it was again like you know you can prepare yourself for those experiences in life but when it actually happens when you know, uh, they pop out. Uh, I was there in the delivery room. It's just, yeah, it's a surreal feeling, right? I mean, uh, overwhelming. Uh, but uh, in that moment, you know that your life is not going to be the same for for good. But uh, yeah, you suddenly became, you know, it was three of us then from that moment on. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it was just like a human being, right? It wasn't like something you could... Uh, yeah, it was just different. Like life changed in that moment, and I was like super, super thrilled. But again, like, uh, yeah, you're in a hospital. So many emotions going through. You're like, it was crazy. Uh, it takes time after, I'd say, like two, three days that you need for it to actually hit you. Uh, but yeah, it was a beautiful process, beautiful experience. Wow! Thank you both for sharing. And that, what should I bring her? Green tea is adorable. <laughs> Um, so strange. <laughs> I imagine when you found out um, that you're pregnant, you were chanting some kind of way about it. So what kind of role did your Buddhist practice play in getting pregnant and then like during the pregnancy when you're kind of actually going through the mental and emotional preparation process? That's, I mean, it definitely chanting uh, during the pregnancy was for you know, health and an abundance of fortune uh, is kind of how I was putting it in my prayers, like, so that he is really successful in whatever his mission was going to be. And, uh, and like, I also had, like, dumb little things that I was chanting for, like, uh, for my child to love to, like, dance at home so we can have dance parties. And... <laughs> for my child to be a tactile kind of expressing love through touch person. And these are like weird little things that I was thinking about and seems to have come true. We have lots of dance parties at home now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it really was like, at the core of it, I really was chanting for health and really happiness for his life. Mm. Hmm. Wow. And I guess, like, as you said, right, we've been chanting for a while. All major decisions in our life are sort of, like, based on this practice, this, you know, Buddhist faith. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we know in this practice, we learn at least that, you know, everything that you need in order to become happy is already within you. Uh, and you don't really have to seek for answers outside of your life. Uh, so, you know, even the decision of like, hey, is this the right time uh, to start, uh, you know, your family uh, was based on chanting, right? Uh, it, it all starts with 
being able to chant and you know really open our lives up and really ask ourselves uh, you know bring those answers from within uh, and through and through even during the pregnancy so you know just the very uh, from the very start just the idea of like let's start a family was based on chanting any kind of ups and downs that we very few as Savani already said but like whenever we felt like scared hesitant anxious or everything was based on this confidence that you know uh, no matter what uh, through chanting we'll be able to take the right actions not like everything is going to be fixed randomly but like we know based on this our, our faith that you know that we had developed over the last however many years that we would be taking the best action that kind of living with that kind of confidence and hope really uh, shifts your perspective in terms of whatever you know you're faced with mm. um, so you know just like when she was detected with like gestational diabetes meant like you know or you know taking blood sugar every now and then and they not a fun experience by any stretch of imagination right but rather than begrudging looking at it from the standpoint of yes you know this is another challenge uh, you gotta do it and you mm. know there's no cribbing uh, how do you shift your perspective of anything that life throws at you and yeah i mean you go through ups and downs but able to base everything on this practice is is such a wonderful thing it's just the best thing that has happened uh, to my life to our life i feel wow that's actually such an important point i think um that you're making because a lot of people will say um that you just can't plan for children. You can plan all you want, but almost any parent I've interviewed ever has said that. Like, you think you're planning, but then like, <laughs> they come with their own stuff. Yeah. But um, but actually, from the perspective of Buddhism, it sounds like what you're saying is that the thing you can prepare is what we would call our life condition or our willingness yeah. to sort of activate what we are calling our bootability on this show. I'm just, I'm ready for anything and I'm ready to chant to figure out everything, which um, actually is the ultimate preparation in some ways. Mm -hmm. So um, that transitions well actually into what I wanted to ask about because when um, he was born, I understand that he was born with some health challenges. So if you are okay sharing a little bit about that story, um, wh what happened? Uh, mother was born with a cleft palate uh, which is to say the roof of his mouth was not fully formed. And this is something that is really difficult to detect before birth. Uh, unless there is a family history, they don't look for it. Uh, so we had no idea that was that this, there was a risk of this happening. And we found out because he was in the nursery for some other reason the night after he was born and yeah it essentially meant that he couldn't not uh, drink as much as a normal baby could uh, which meant he had to be fed like 10 to 12 times a day which became truly like an exhausting everyday uh, routine of uh, taking a lot of time to give him the smallest quantity of milk because we wanted to make sure that he was growing up uh, and putting on 
enough weight he lost a bunch of weight like the week after he was born uh, and through the first year of his life he would have that and at the end of the first year he would need corrective surgery to uh to repair it so that was kind of the the <laughs> the situation that we found out mm. right after he was born i imagine yeah. you guys were shocked huh yes uh shocked definitely a lot of googling at night <laughs> and like trying to find out as much as we could in my like delirious post labor state uh but uh also i could like confidently say that both of us did not go to like a why us why is this happening to us zone uh somehow had the ability even at that kind of weird juncture to be like okay so this is the next thing like okay we need to like figure this out and we need to really win over this uh and somehow we're able to like prop each other up and not go to a complaining whiny place uh and i think that kind of saved our sanity at that point too uh just having the muscle built through challenging various things using using chanting that when something happens how can i quickly uh quickly transform the thought in my head to i need to win over this as opposed to oh man hmm. this challenge this thing why why did this happen to us of course there were points of sadness and you know real despair but it was very much backed by the kind of hope thing that he was talking about earlier like yeah hmm. forward Mm. we had like you know again this practice has really taught me to be appreciative and have gratitude and not take things for granted even though i take her for granted all the time but you know we had wonderful support from our parents yeah so from the day that they learned that you know their grandson uh, had this and would need special attention for the first year of his life they were like okay we're we going to be there with you uh, no questions asked um so pretty much uh, the first i would say 8 9 months of his life he was always with a grandparent here and they pretty much you know left their lives back in india to be with her here be with us here uh which was incredible for us right i mean uh, i don't think we would have been able to i mean we would have been able to right i mean i'm not going to say that we wouldn't have been able to but like it just made that transition and process so much easier like i literally remember inside the bedroom like people putting like uh, their names against the shifts of like this feeding this person is going to do and like the grandmom is going to do and saavini is going to take and i'll do so it was like a wonderful support system that built so instantaneously right so again truly blessed uh, to have such parents on both sides uh and yeah i mean from that moment on it was just like the countdown had started to the day of the surgery we were told that uh you know the surgery would likely happen around the time when he would turn a year old so yeah it was just like from that day onwards backward counting how do you protect this little guy so that you know he does not uh get infections um gains weight closely monitoring his health which became yeah 
when the pandemic hit, it became even more interesting. But yeah, uh, that was pretty much it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, just to be in the middle of that and then a pandemic hits, <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> Um, yeah. I'm so encouraged just hearing the way that both of you are sharing about it, though. Just like, we're just going to do this. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. It is. It's, it's all practice. It's muscle building. Hmm. Yeah. When you challenge smaller, uh, smaller, bigger, it's a, it's a question of the moment. But whatever challenges come your way with chanting with your own kind of confidence in yourself and as the challenges become bigger you have more confidence because you have overcome something before that and it's really muscle building it's that's why this is a practice I guess where we learn that you can do this and then the next challenge doesn't seem as big Mm -hmm. as it would have had you not had the previous one Yeah, that's a great way to put it. This actually is a good moment to ask about. um, I'm just thinking, I don't want people to think that Buddhism is just about um, not suffering through things that are hard and then just like saying everything's fine and powering through because it's so much deeper than that. Um, So I'm I'm just curious. It reminds me of the writing from... Nietzsche and Daishonin, you know, suffer what there is to suffer, enjoy what there is to enjoy and continue chanting no matter what. Um, so I, I, when you say like muscle building or, you know, sometimes we even call Buddhism like spiritual exercise. Um, what do you mean? Like, are, are you, am, am I understanding correctly in that like the past challenges that you faced prior to having a baby trained you to be able to handle this kind of a thing or could you share a little more about what you mean by that yeah so i mean the thing that i love about chanting is no one really told me to chant about lofty goals uh, at the beginning of my practice right as a immigrant as a student not knowing whether i'll find a job or not i was chanting for things that really mattered to me. I wasn't even chanting about my neighbor or like world peace and all of these lofty concepts, right? I was chanting about, hey, I need an internship, which would pay me this much money. I need a job, which will sponsor my visa. Very, very practical things. Hmm. Uh, Not knowing that chanting for those specific things and really seeing them come true helps you develop this belief in your life. Right. And somewhere down the line, over a period of time, you start believing in yourself. Chanting, I feel like, is a practice to remind you that you can do anything, right, when you set your mind to it. So it's not as if, like, chanting is a practice which helps magic happen. It just develops your own self-confidence in yourself. And... Once you surmount, right, one challenge after the other, after the other, you start seeing, like, shift in your own perspective. And that is what it was for me, at least. Uh, I consider myself sort of like a pessimistic person. If there's a, (laughs) you know, hope for things to go well and chances for things to not go so well, I'd immediately jump and say, oh, yeah, it's not going to go well, right? That is how I've always lived my life. But 
through chanting uh, i feel like somewhere down the line it's very intangible right i can't really explain it but that undercurrent has shifted yes instantaneously my instinct still tells me yeah it's not going to work out but i'm so able to like catch that and like stamp it out right that second uh, and you know through chanting have been able to develop that kind of self confidence mm-hmm. right that no matter what there is a reason why this is happening and i have everything that i need to be able to overcome and win over the situation and you know that in a way translates to muscle building right you can't really chant for world peace if you can't even have confidence that you can get a job of you know the kind of job that you want that you're not going to chant for like bigger things when you don't when you lack self belief in your own life but i feel like those baby steps that you're encouraged to chant for at least that was what happened to me uh over time develop the confidence that hey like i can really make a difference in the world why because i can challenge my own life and once i develop the confidence in my own life i can share that with someone else mm. right and that i feel like is uh how i look at world peace and soka gakai right it's one person encouraging another person based on their own life not theory not positive thinking not magic just sheer actual proof uh, like we say right like your life becomes an example uh, which sounds pretty odd but like you know everyone has experienced being around people that they look up to or feel like oh wow this guy has his you know things figured out but like you can be that person right chanting promises you that if you challenge yourself you can be that person who can give someone else hope and it doesn't necessarily mean that everything that you chant for is going to come true but uh absolutely you'll be able to develop the muscle to take everything head on uh and then you know seek and this wonderful you know community of uh, practitioners that you are uh, in touch with uh, you don't practice alone right it's not me chanting alone but just this wonderful community that you can really rely on support from it's just incredible mm-hmm. uh yeah mm-hmm. yeah and concretely just speaking like i started chanting for a uh, kind of job in a field i like uh in the field i study and challenged that took a certain amount of time uh got that then chanted for that company to be able to sponsor my visa worked a few times couple of times the f- the application got uh rejected without consideration all of that happened finally had a victory got my work visa um like all of these challenges that even though they took time uh i was able to really create what i wanted and also by challenging that created the confidence within my life that i can challenge anything hmm. i can win over anything and by no means is this journey like free of suffering by no means is it like la la let's go this is going to be so much fun um there's like real work in looking at your life clearly and uh seeing where you need to put in more effort seeing where um 
where really like you need to push yourself uh to to talk to people where you don't feel comfortable talking to people where you want to ask the questions that you feel hesitant asking uh all of those like little uh things that are holding you back by challenging these kind of existential slash uh pers- pertinent problems at that point of time you're breaking through those things mm-hmm. and uh in a sense that those victories are giving me confidence that anything that comes up next i will also be able to challenge it the same way might take time it will involve me looking deeper and seeing some probably uncomfortable things uh that i do in my own life and trying to like really do better and become a better version of myself each day mm. but by doing that work and if i'm willing to do that work any challenge is overcomable that's not a word but <laughs> let's go with that <laughs> No, that's so so well explained. Yeah, both of you. That yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's so encouraging to hear that. And it's funny, right? When you think about becoming parents, like this process of digging into your life to figure out what to do. Most people don't do it until they become parents because you finally have something like precious enough that you have to do it. Your back's against the wall. But like in Buddhism, we like learn how to do it for ourselves well before that day comes in mm-hmm. a sense. I'm sure you're doing it on a level that people who don't have kids will never have to do, but um yeah, thank you both for sharing that. So, well, why don't we um uh come back to Madhav like how how is he doing now? So you said that a year in he had to have surgery and so how did that go and how's he now? Yeah, he had his surgery like 3 days before his first birthday. uh and it was like a pretty intense like three and a half hour process uh but yeah very successful surgery uh he's all healed up he's healthy and happy and very active and just running around the whole place constantly uh yeah it's uh the first month after surgery was really 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 difficult and uh pushed us in really I, i mean ways we had never been challenged before uh we had taken like two weeks back to back off from work so one person could be with him uh for that first month after surgery but uh even so uh because he was restricted in movement he was restricted in what he could eat and how much he was able to um really uh do was very limited uh we had a month of essentially like 3 to 4 hours of sleep uh and just mm. one person was working the other person was trying to like really manage both the kind of emotional as well as the physical labor that was being demanded of us uh by the situation um but yeah it was an intense process but we are on the other side and he's good. Yeah. Wow, my yeah. gosh. I It's no exaggeration to say that pretty much as individuals and having been a couple for such a long time uh, over the years, pretty much uh, the most challenging period of our life uh on a physical level like we were pretty much zombies 
but we just kept going and i felt like both of us and by that time our parents had to go back and then this was the entire period we were on the, just the two of us right because of the pandemic we didn't really have any support from anyone we, we were hyper quarantined uh, so it was just the three of us in the house uh, it was definitely very challenging time but i felt like again chanting was something that really put the two of us in rhythm uh hmm. those days i mean even if we could take out 5 minutes to chant it just made a world of difference in our days but i don't know i i really don't know how we would have coped up with it had we not been chanting to be honest and again like that might be me exaggerating in some sense but i don't know how it would have handled right because uh, you are running on low sleep uh, things become irritable uh, you know it's yeah the, the opportunities to like uh, yell at each other is plenty throughout the day right but to just be sane and uh, you know know what needs to be done and just having to do it literally like a tag team exercise uh, was incredible and even in our relationship i feel like it was sort of like a prime point mm-hmm. where like really as a couple where we felt like came okay, and like throw anything at us and then you know we we can handle it uh, that for me is the greatest uh, treasure and again you know you might in buddhist terms you might be able to say madhav came with this for uh, you know was born with this so that you know he could uh, expand his parents life in a certain manner or what not right at least that is what uh, the guidance that we got from uh, you know some seniors in the community when we shared this with them but it it all like it all made sense to be honest like really all, all of it made sense hmm. um we are so fortunate so grateful that everything went you know went successfully and he's happy healthy now uh yeah yeah that um yeah it's uh i was going to say like this the the feeling that you're describing is in simplest terms it's an incredibly high pressure situation that lasts for a very long time and in some senses 2020 was that for most of the world in an unprecedented way and here you are in your in your hyper quarantine bubble with your own unique version of that but in a sense i think many people can relate like to be able to sustain stress over that long period of a time while trying to protect the life of people that cannot protect their own lives i mean it's unreal and we we had to learn how to do it or many people in society had to learn how to do it yeah. um so i think that there are lessons to be applied even outside of being new parents in this kind of a situation Um but I I guess um it, it also kind of lends itself cuz so he's doing well now and, and 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 I think we'll hear a little bit audio um a little bit of audio on this episode of uh how well he's doing he's a joyful running around you know little boy I guess now but um what would you say you know outside of like the health challenge that he had to overcome is like if in a sentence if you had to say like uh for people who aren't parents but are listening or pa- about to be parents like what is the challenge like what for you like what is it um <laughs> is this even possible to say in a sentence <laughs> how would you describe it whether it's just the day to day or 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 anything like what are you really focusing on 
now kind of in in your chanting and navigating being a parent uh everything <laughs> is challenging uh in a sentence that's what it is but yeah it a lot of it is it is still pandemic times it is still work from home we don't really uh have support with child care all of that stuff yet uh so it does like it's an over overexertion overtiredness period and i'm like for the most part when i'm chanting i'm chanting to have patience hmm. and like really pull that out of my life i get to anger very quickly when i get frustrated and i'm really trying to have enough patience that uh i am able to not become angry in such a way that he feels like i'm angry at him mm. because yeah it i'm it's it's a lot every day uh and each day is different when you get like a hang of like this is how he's going to behave he changes it up on you <laughs> because he's growing and he learns new tricks uh so it just is a constant evolution of what needs to be done every day and yeah i'm on a personal front i'm really chanting to bring out as much patience as i can dig out of my life right now <laughs> Mm. Yeah. I think how I look at it is everybody has been in this place where it's Sunday morning they have stuff to do but they don't want to get out of bed and you have the luxury to just sleep in not look at your phone and be like hey man I'm just yeah I'm just going to take it easy today. So consider your life without that option. <laughs> Ever. Cuz like you just want the option. You can't be like, "Hey man, like can you feed yourself?" or like, mm. "Yeah, I just need to take it easy a little bit today." Like there is there is none, right? So and I feel like our experience has been a little bit more challenging because of the pandemic and what not, right? I'm sure like don't want to scare new parents. It's a beautiful thing. Please become parents if that's what you choose, but um uh yeah, in some sense there is I guess that you hit that point where i like there there are no excuses you just got to do it mm. right like like even this morning like he was up at 4:30 or 5 and then i had to wake up with him and like you know <laughs> can't be shouting at him or what not right but yeah so you 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 lose sort of like i won't say you lose but that that added dimension of like you there is no other option right you can't be like taking it easy or like you know give yourself slack i feel like that is the most uh, challenging for me and that applies in a lot of different areas mm. uh how you used to living your life you know your personal time your social life your 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 things you're passionate about time uh yeah yeah totally i remember reading something i don't remember where this was but about how you know when a child is born the attention is entirely on the child in this new life but people tend to forget that at the same moment that a child is born a new 
new person is born in the father and a new person is born in the mother as well. It's actually three births that took place. and <laughs> We don't think about that. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, okay. I mean, this has all been so, so encouraging. Um, just to recap a little bit, and then I'll ask my last question. I think what I'm hearing you guys say, and I'm going to try to take like a past, present, future approach to this. Um, so chanting before you have a child is just really a way to train your life to be ready for anything um, and develop this attitude of I believe in I believe in my life and I believe that I can navigate anything no matter how hard it might become, right? Um, and then it seems like right now you're in the present of uh, we are sleep deprived <laughs> for doing this and we're trying not to get angry <laughs> and we're trying to just stay united with each other, which is also just incredibly encouraging. Um, but I do want to ask a little bit about the future because we can chant about anything. And I'm sure in the few moments that you have of uh, luxury to let your mind wander, perhaps rarely, you do chant about the future and you do sort of have a vision or a dream for his life and the role that he might play in the world and your family, um, whatever it might be. So, yeah, I mean, do you have a dream for him? Do you have a dream for your family in the future? Um, and is it at, like based at all on Buddhism, I imagine it is, but if so, how? I feel like, uh, again, like, it all starts making sense after you become a parent. Like, you hear your parents say, oh, I just want you to be happy. And then you're like, no, there are a lot of other things that I need to do in this life. You just can't be happy about me being happy, right? (laughs) But uh, for your child, I mean, for... For him, all I want is for him to be really strong and be able to uh, discover this, this real potential that lies within all of us. I mean, I was introduced to chanting when I was 24, um, maybe 23, I forget. But uh, and really being able to like really know that, you know, this 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 we call it the potential, we call it, you know, the life condition that exists within you. And through that, you uncover the real faith aspect of your life. Uh, I really want him to be able to develop that. And again, like based on this practice, I hope he chants. I don't know if he'll chant, whatever he chooses. Uh, I hope he's able to develop the strong personality and confidence that, you know, no matter what, he has everything that he needs. To be able to overcome the situation you know if he does that i'm sure he's gonna be fine no matter what he chooses to do mm. yeah yeah i want him to be a courageous kind person in the world and yeah be uh someone who encourages the people around him someone yeah. who can put a smile on people's faces you know, it's amazing. Everything that you guys just listed, it seems like he's already done in the first 17 months of his life. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. remarkable. Um, wow. Well, this has been so amazing. I um, Is there anything that I didn't ask that you felt like, oh, actually, I did really want to share this or talk about this? No. no, I think one thing that I wanted to touch upon was... Uh, especially for newcomers, I mean, it might be helpful, but like the Buddhist concept that I really come back to again and again mm-hmm. uh, is something that will describe to me that your life is sort of like a bowl of water or whatever, mm-hmm. and you put things in it. 
right? There's a certain capacity of that bowl, right? And you start feeling overwhelmed when a lot of things start being put in that bowl, right? So your life is like a bowl. Everything that is being put inside the bowl is all the things, different things that life throws at you. And at some point it reaches capacity and you're like, ah, I can't handle this, right? Hmm. Uh, chanting really allows you to expand the size of that bowl. Right? So your life expands and it can fit in more things. And as counterintuitive as it sounds that, you know, people are already so busy, like they don't have time. Uh, why would I take out like five minutes to chant in my day? Like it's already going to eat up into something else. But funnily, like how it works is just like, you know, you don't even know the kind of impact that that five minutes of chanting can have in your life, uh, which has sort of like a cascading effect in everything, hmm. right? Whatever you're facing. Uh, so every time that I feel like, hey, I have reached a point where I can't handle more than this, you know, I just go chant to be able to fit more things in. And <laughs> somehow, you know, been able to do that. Because, uh, you know, one thing is for sure that as you grow older, more responsibilities and whatnot, the only surety is that you're going to have more things to be taken care of. Uh, mm that's going to be how it is so yeah yeah absolutely actually do you guys mind uh, not to put you on the spot but it hearing you say that i'm just thinking it might be fun if you can remember um to have you share like any recent example like even in the last week of a time where you felt like whatever was going on and you chanted five minutes and it shifted things because i think i'm just thinking from the perspective of like a new parent who's really short on time right now and is like that all sounds great but like tell me what's going to happen in those five minutes or i'm not adding anything to my plate you know what i mean um is there any any moment i mean whether it was a conversation a perspective shift just he was freaking out and you needed to do something and, and you were able to chant even for a couple of minutes um what might an example be i totally remember i was <laughs> super irritated and angry at Savani, feeling like I have to do more of the chores, like taking the trash out and whatnot. And it came to a point that garbage was overflowing under the sink and I was like super mad and pissed. And I literally just like stormed off into the shower. And oh, I, I, was, I was chanting inside the shower. <laughs> like as I was taking a shower, I was chanting. And then I didn't really say much to her, but... All I knew was that I did not want this to come out and Madhav to, you know, experience this. And I don't know, like literally as random as it sounds, like it just helped me calm down and I was able to be sane and then have like a actual conversation with her at the end of the night, as opposed to just kind of like flipping on her. And again, like, you know, it's, 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 it's never, it's, it's a build up or whatever, right? But like chanting really, that, that, that literally happened last weekend. Mm. Yeah. That's a great. And... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't remember exactly what was happening, but like there's been various points where I'm like sitting on in his play area, just trying to like engage with him and also check my work email at the same time. And he's like flipping my phone away from my hand. <laughs> and all of this is happening. And I'm, just sitting in his play area and like chanting out loud for like a couple of minutes and just first calming myself down and 
bringing back that sense of like okay let's do this mm. and immediately right children really reflect your life condition uh mm. immediately he is also willing to just sit down and look at a book and give me a couple of seconds to like check my email make sure i've not missed anything and then play with him or you know he loves looking out the window just having him look out the window so i can look check my email in the background being like ah. <laughs> it's like yeah wow your brain starts processing and finding an actual solution that can work in that moment but there are like certain moments where like nothing's working and you're feeling completely frazzled and like in that moment i just sit there and start chanting and something changes pretty hmm. quickly it's that yeah uh what you previously mentioned right like it's a busy time i'm overwhelmed as it stands why should i add something onto my plate uh someone at some point explained it to me like when i mentioned that i don't have time to do this activity because i'm so busy with something or other they're like yeah that is kind of like you have a broken foot and you're telling me that you don't have time to go to the doctor like that's the precise reason that you should go to the doctor huh like you're busy that's why you should chant Madhav is now a healthy, happy, and energetic little boy. Here he is running around with Savani's phone a few weeks ago when I had asked her to send me a test voice recording. Savani and Piper continue to navigate working full-time from home with a toddler. We hope the episode was helpful if you're a new parent or a soon-to-be parent. And if you have new parents in your life, consider sharing it with them. If you want to learn more about chanting or connect to your local neighborhood group, you can email us at connect at sgi-usa.org. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week.